to come a day, folks, when uh, we all come together and uh, fall at the feet of the Lord Jesus <clears throat> Christ. And uh, he's going to rule for a thousand years. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, some other things are going to happen. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that focuses on the truth of Jesus Christ being the one true king, the one Lord and Savior of all of us. He said he was the way, the truth, and life. And no one comes to the Father but through him, not through evolution, not through Buddha, not through uh, Muhammad, not through anybody else but him. Not through trust and faith in uh, your local congressman or Joe Biden or our government in general. Um but I do thank God, thank him for the uh, governmental system we have in the United States that allows states uh, to push back against the federal government who is constantly uh, overreaching, especially when it's under Democrat control. And how they managed to do that during the 2020 election is really quite amazing because um, Mitch McConnell and his FEC leadership, uh, you know, they should have probably... 54, 55 senators, if not more. I know Gary Peters lost his election in Michigan. Um, he would not have won without cheating in Wayne County. Uh, John James, I believe, handed it to him. Uh, and just some of the stuff you, when you go back to election night on November 3rd last year, it just boggles the mind how people can watch what happened in those elections and uh, say, oh yeah, that's normal. Nothing to see here. You know, watching people in Georgia count votes twice and uh, or three times or five times from the same batch. I, you know, it just, it's surreal. And until we get that fixed, um, there's really not much point in the whole process. And even our local uh, state congressman, I'm trying to get him to understand uh, you got to get that fixed. Um, anyway, this is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some, the connected, the uh, ones who uh, have resources, the ones who maybe know an attorney. Um, but yeah, that's the way it works nowadays. It's not really uh, a justice, equal justice system, equal justice for all. Um, that would be great. That would be nice if it was that way, but it probably never has been. And uh, we certainly have never been a unified country. There have always been differences. And now with social media, with uh, the media that we have, the corrupt media that we have, the corporate corrupt media that we have, um, it's uh, very easy to see how they're fostering division as much as possible because the more divided you can make people the more easily they're controlled um, because they get emotional about stuff instead of logically thinking about, you know, things like vaccines that aren't vaccines but shots that aren't proven yet, that have been given to a society and a world that really doesn't know what's going to happen with them all. Um, you know, I saw a picture last night of um, a magazine thing that came out. And apparently, you know, the last couple of years it had like one pilot that had died that they honored. And then uh, last year it was two or three. And this year it was 100 
and 21. And you just look at things like that, just like uh, their soccer players dropping like flies all over the place um, from these forced vaccines. And, you know, this supposed Omicron variant, they won't tell you that nobody's ever died from it. They had like one death, I think, supposedly, out of all these people that have caught it. Well, what is everybody running scared from then? You know, there's a guy named Dr. Mercola who has a treatment option. He says it's 100% effective. Why do we need a vaccine if that's the case? You know, ask yourself some logical reason questions. You know, Joe Biden's sitting out there, what's the big deal? Mandating vaccines. You know, it's patriotic to get your vaccine, protect other people. And I know two people personally that got the vaccine and still got the disease. So, Joe, let me ask you, if you can still get it and can still transmit it, what's the difference? Don't tell me that thing uh, will help you not die because there's other ways that you can do that without taking a vaccine, without shooting something in your arm that may have detrimental effects to your health. So that's the big deal, Joe. The big deal is it's killing people. People have had many, many adverse reactions to this thing. And it's not needed. There are other options. That's the big deal, Joe. You're forcing an option on everybody that isn't necessary. And frankly, people should have a choice whether they take it or not. So, used to be that way in this country, but um, Democrats really don't care about the Constitution. I, I think we should all have come to that conclusion by now because most of them are the ones, you know, going back to Woodrow Wilson when they uh, implemented the income tax on everybody. And that is what started us down this road, to be quite honest, because now it's all about the money. Um, the federal government can hold money over the heads of, of people to get them to do things that they normally otherwise wouldn't do, but because they want the money. And uh, it, it, the whole system has become corrupt, unfortunately. And I don't know what you do with that. You know, the Bible says a house divided against itself mark 3 i believe it's 24 i saw this morning uh, cannot stand and so i prayed to god this morning that he would continue his grace and mercy on this country to allow us to stand um but i don't know it just seems like that grace is being removed uh slowly but surely because I don't know, when you look at it from God's perspective, if we're going to uh, allow babies to be killed, if we're going to allow all this deviancy to become normal, uh, you know, at what point does he finally say, I'm going to pull up Romans 1 and turn people over to a debased mind and and let it go until the day I come back? And, you know, in reality, I think that could be what's going on here. You know, to show the the contrast between his uh, pure goodness, um, which is, you know, when I think about that, <clears throat> I just go, I you know, wow, I can't imagine what pure holiness is is like, and it's probably very simple, but when you live in a world that's so full of not pure holiness it's uh it's it's hard to fathom that in so many ways and i thank god that he came and did it for us all or we would be in deep doo-doo we would have no other way 
So let's take a look at uh, Mark chapter 3 this morning. So, and, and it's a religion that's, you know, we try and, and contrast the light and the darkness. We try and contrast faith in Christ versus everything else and try and show why uh, we believe that, that uh, following Christ is the way and the truth and the life. Um, and how all these other ends lead to destruction. They lead to falsehood. They lead to uh, a bad place, a place you don't want to go. Even though the the world uh, joyfully goes in to that place, um, it's not something that we as individuals should ever desire. So Mark three, uh, he entered again into the synagogue. So he goes into the the house of worship for the Jews, and there was a man there which had a withered hand, and they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, and they, that they might accuse him. Now think about that. They're the religious class. Well, if you don't get a vaccine, you don't care about people. Well, if you don't do what we say, if you don't wear a mask, you don't care about people. Um, Jesus, if you're going to heal that guy, you don't care about God's laws and the Sabbath. I mean, it, it's striking to me the resemblance of what's going on. Um, in these things. It really is. So, uh, and he says to the man which had the withered hand, stand forth, and he says unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. So you want to answer the real question. Is it lawful to force people to get vaccinated? What's the big deal? Joe Biden said about that. No, but Joe, answer the question. Is it lawful? Is it constitutional to force people to take an emergency shot that the FDA supposedly approved of but won't release any data on how they got to that approval? Um, or is it constitutional to encourage people, hey, take the shot. We think it'll help you. You know, and if it really worked and you got one, then you shouldn't have anything to worry about. You shouldn't worry about what other people are doing. But Jesus here says, looked around with them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts. And that's really what we see here is the hardness of heart because of an overriding goal that they want to control uh, us. They want to control those who uh, dissent from their worldview. And that really is Satan. You know, when you look at, at Mohammedism, when you look at uh, evolution uh, at the collegiate level, especially, these people can't handle an alternate viewpoint. Well, why is that? Because they know they're wrong, I think, at the core. I think that's, that's really it. And they don't want anybody coming in and telling them they're wrong. And that's going to circumvent the truth that they're supposedly believing in. And when people are faced with the truth... Uh, you know, Joe, there's other treatment options out there. You don't need to do the vax. Well, we're going to get rid of that. So the Pharisees went forth and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. I mean, Jesus healed this guy instantly. There were plenty of witnesses there that saw this. It was written down for our historical record. And that's 
to me, just one more reason to put our trust and faith in him. And to see that, to see something like that, a man's hand restored right before your face. Here's a guy who can control the elements. Uh, and you're going to be, you're worried about whether he's following the Sabbath or not. I think about that. But that's the craziness that we're getting to. You know, people being told they have to stay in their home because of a virus that's that you have a 99.9% recovery rate from. I mean, think about that. What if the recovery rate was 50%, right? Well, hey, I could see some of these extreme measures. But it's not. You know, I had it. It was bad for a couple of days. But thanks to a local nurse practitioner, I was able to get the medicine that works, ivermectin and a mix of some other things, and was out of it in no time. And it's, you know, it's not something I would wish on anybody, but it's, it is what it is. But Jesus withdrew himself and his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Idumea, and from beyond Jordan, they about Tyre and Sidon, and a great multitude, when they had heard of the great things he did, came into him. And he spoke to his disciples, and the small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should crowd upon him. And he, For he had healed many, and so much that they pressed upon him in order to touch him as many as had plagues. And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, You are the Son of God. And he strictly charged them that they should not make him known. And he goes up to the mountain and calls unto him whom he would. And they came to him, and he ordained twelve that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. And here is Jesus' apprenticeship program. And I, I come back to this quite often because I think our church today has been uh, circumvented with the idea that we have to go to some Greek institution to be trained to be a pastor. And, uh, or to be a minister or something like that. Jesus brought them together and said, hey, live with me for the next couple of years and I'll train you up. And he showed them the way it was done. And I think that's that would be a much more effective way to train pastoral candidates, people who want to go into the ministry and, and serve the Lord in that way, is to just do that. You know, you don't need to be a Greek uh, linguist to do this. There are plenty of instruments available between commentaries and, and Greek uh, translation uh, opportunities and what these words mean and what they could mean. And uh, plenty of people that have come before to give us understanding. But I really struggle with that because I think that because of the collegiate mindset of people in our society and that somehow that's the way to get educated, um, it ends up messing so many things up and the world system when you follow the world's ways of doing things and not the way that Jesus did them you're going to have problems and I think that's what we see a result of, uh, of that in our churches today so and so he sent them forth and gave them power to heal sickness cast out devils Simon he surnamed Peter James the son of Zebedee and John his brother James and he surnamed them Bonerges, which is the sons of thunder, and Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him and they went into a house. And that's another one. I still don't understand how Judas could do that when he saw all these miracles and what Jesus did. Um, but again, isn't that sin? I mean, even those of us who follow Christ can still have sinful moments from time to time. Think things we shouldn't, and say things we shouldn't, do things we shouldn't. 
And the multitudes come together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. And when his friends heard of it, they said, they laid hold on him, for they said, he is beside himself. And the scribes, which came down from Jerusalem, said, he has a Beelzebub. By the prince of devils he casts out devils. And he called on them and said unto them parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And that, as I said, made me think about our country today. How long will it truly stand when it is so divided? I mean, it's a 50-50 proposition nowadays. You know, 50% of the people want to be locked down. They want the vaccine. They want to live in big cities and and uh, believe in evolution and believe in whatever, you know, the control of the politicians and the political class. And the rest of us just want to be free. We want to be free to worship our God, to, you know, be a family, um, call things normal that are normal and call things that are uh, mentally wrong, mentally wrong, um, and to see what, you know, this pandemic and the things that they're trying to do, to call it what it is, like a crime against humanity. And I'm one of the ones that believe Dr. Fauci ought to be in jail. I mean, I think he's done some things that uh, are just awful. And yet they just prop him up like nobody's business. You know, Hillary Clinton ought to be in jail. Should have been in jail a long time ago. Bill Clinton. I mean, 27 trips to what's-his-name's island, really? And, you know, everybody gives him a pass. Oh, verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven under the sons of men, and blasphemies therewith whatsoever they shall blaspheme. And that is a beautiful thing. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Spirit is never forgiveness, but his danger is eternal damnation. So he's saying, look, you guys want to blame God for doing good? You want to call God Satan? You better watch what you're saying here. Um, but then he finishes with this. He answered among them, saying, Who is my mother and my brethren? And he looked about them, who sat about him and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same as my brother and my sister and mother. And to me, that is that is a very beautiful thing. That uh, when you put your faith and trust in Christ as your Lord and Savior, not only is he, he your Lord and Savior, but he calls you his son, his brother, his friend, and things of that nature. He said, I call you friends to his disciples. And uh, we have that same hope when we come to him um, and confess our sins to him and walk in, in a way that uh, he has called us to walk. And that is a beautiful thing. So not much to to highlight in the news today. It really hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, you know, like I said, I, the the folks that are running our country right now really don't care what the Constitution says or they would be more cognizant of it. Um, but they're trying to circumvent the Constitution to get rid of the Bill of Rights in every way, shape, and form that's possible. Uh, trying to squelch free speech where, you know, free speech is one of the major tenets of it is to be able to redress your government, to complain about the things the government's doing. And when you see people being canceled um, for questioning vaccination, for questioning mandates, for questioning the election, for questioning uh, things like that, um, you know, it's it's no different than Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. You know, what the media do to that? You didn't see it or hear of it anywhere. And uh, 
you know, we have these major social platforms now. And thank God we do because, you know, that gives other outlets an opportunity to gain a foothold. Um, but the, the problem with some of that even is corporate interests buy those out. And then, uh, um, I don't know, I, I don't know where it's going, but I'm glad God does. And I'm glad we have the Lord Jesus Christ because I read a segment of Habakkuk or Habakkuk however you want to say that this morning. Um, and uh, he was uh, talking about some of these things and that uh, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk upon my high places. And uh, we have hope, you know, let us rejoice in him. And, uh, you know, the rest of this stuff is going to be what it is. The world is going to act in the way it does because Satan is behind all that. And uh, I remember my wife sent me something the other day. It said, you know, they Satan doesn't, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're just walking about, you know, he's not hiding. He's just walking about and doing what he does. And uh, maybe we are getting close to the end. And maybe Jesus will come back soon. I'd, I'd like to see that and I know many that will or that want to so with that uh, uh, with that let's uh, call it a show we are in the Christmas season and so if you don't want that you don't know what that means that means that the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ is what we celebrate at Christmas for those of you uh who Rush said used to live in Leo, Rio Linda um and I would say for those of you who live in Chicago uh we Christmas is about celebrating Christ Christmas um celebrating his birth um some 1000 2000 years ago plus uh, and coming to earth to save us from ourselves. And what a beautiful thing that is. So as you continue in this season, let's, uh, let's consider that um, and what it really means.